Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by just Steve. I know I said Benny would be back. I lied because Benny lied. Benny said he would be back, but he lied. So it's just me and Steve again. We talk about Dak Prescott's new contract. We talk briefly about the NBA All-Star game and how entertaining it was. Oddly, was not expecting it to be entertaining. And then finally, we play a game. Who would you draft uh, offense, defense over the last 10 years in the first round? So we see, you know, there's only, I think, a few number one picks that have really panned out as being the best player in their draft. And it just makes it just shows how hard it is. Now, the, we're doing this because the NFL draft is coming up and Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first pick. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to pan out. But he is the most hyped up quarterback since John Elway back in the 80s. And, you know, what is the level of success for him to actually be considered, you know, a lockdown pick or not a bust, I would say. I say it's multiple rings for Trevor Lawrence because he would have been the first overall pick for the last three years. I think he needs multiple rings to really prove that he is as hyped as, you know, what what he's being hyped like. And it's not any fault of his own. It's that we, the fans, want him to be this great because we believe that he will be. So, uh, he's going to be drafted first. I can't even remember what day the draft is, but when that happens, we're going to give a little mock draft, a little post-game post, post game mock draft, How about the, or post-draft, whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm very tired. Got the COVID vaccine yesterday. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm not tired because of that. Tired because I stayed up till 3 a.m. and drank too much. So, Steve is coming on right now, and we're going to talk about all those things, and maybe a little bit more. Come on, Benny, get back. Here is Steve. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, Benny, how you doing? Oh, oh yeah, ben, Benny's oh. not here again. Like I said, when he said he'd be on the next week, I said you can never count on him. Here was his excuse. Let's find it here. He just shit, moved man. into a new house. Shit, man. I'm just context. getting acquainted. Shit, man. I'm just getting acquainted here, and there's people I just met living in this house with me. I'm not ready to pull out the pot equipment and get after it in front of them. So is he sleeping on the couch? Does he not have his own room? I said, are you serious? He yeah, said, I yes. I had an apartment. Yeah, he said, yes, motherfucker. I'm staying in my company's condo, and there's senior employees staying here this week. Congratulations to Benny on the job, but not congratulations for skipping the podcast two weeks in a row. Benny's baseball corner is coming back soon, and he better be here. I will not do it for him. So, yeah. okay, no Benny here this week. Not disappointing to a lot of listeners, honestly. I don't think many people are, are caring. But um, Steve, let's talk All-Star Game first. Oh, first, before we do that, actually, Dak Prescott got a beautiful deal staying at with Dallas. Um, here's what I think about it. Number one, it takes Russell Wilson going to the Cowboys off the table. Uh, number two, Dak bet on himself and he won, which is always a nice thing to see with athletics or with athletes, not athletics. I guess, yeah, athletes. Athletics yeah, usually doesn't whatever. it doesn't pan out most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and it totally it totally worked. And he signed a four year one sixty uh, with about one twenty three guaranteed. Tony Romo in his career made one hundred and twenty five million. So uh, his whole career. <laughs> yeah, and the the cap is the cap this year is going down. I think thirteen million. I think was the number. Uh, so teams are going to have to get crafty, which I have no doubt they will because the salary cap is made up. Actually, at this point, I, I fully believe. So- <laughs> Levante David re-signed with the Bucks. That's a good big signing too. Uh, his cap hit for this year is going to be three million dollars. So I don't know how they do it, but they've circumnavigated the cap. So uh, Steve, let's do All Star Game. All Star. You can go here because you're the one that wanted to talk about this first. So give me your thoughts. Yeah, well, for one, the teams I 
don't, I didn't watch the draft. I usually watch the draft because it's actually kind of interesting how they pick their teammates and you can tell who's best friends with who by how they pick the first couple of people. Mm-hmm. But LeBron's team was overly like the best, like the best team. Like that's the team I would have picked. I mean, I would have wanted KD, but if I was LeBron, I, I, he got the most perfect team. And surprisingly, like it seemed like the fans didn't really want the all-star game. The players didn't want the all-star game, but it actually turned out to be like a very fun game. And it looked like everyone was actually having fun out there trying. Mm-hmm. It was actually, it was a really good all-star game. And I wish, I wish all NBA games didn't, uh, didn't play defense like that. Like they just kind of let them do whatever jack up mid-court shots, alley-oop <laughs> it 24 seven. It was, it was a fun game. So I'm actually glad they did it, even though no one wanted it, but it turns out it's good thing they did it. Cause it was actually really fun. It was a good watch. I, I, I enjoyed it. I watched I haven't watched a full game this entire month. This is the first one I watched all the way through, and it made me more excited to start watching some more basketball. So, <laughs> Well, uh, Giannis won MVP. He shot 16 for 16. Uh, he didn't miss a shot. Yeah, that was uh, amazing. Other people that <laughs> should have been considered is obviously Steph. Steph went crazy in the first half with threes, and then Lillard at the in the second half was great. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. Team LeBron, he crafted, like, an actual all-star team, whereas I think uh, – what Durant did was draft his friends, Kyrie and, uh, and uh, Harden, James, yeah. but, but also put basically just playmakers on his team. I mean, Beal, yeah, give me the fucking ball. Kawhi, Tatum, Zion, all of them are pretty much ball centric, which is fun for the all-star game. I mean, we're not, I don't really care about the outcomes of these games really, because it, you know, it doesn't mean anything, but Joel Embiid, yeah. Joel Embiid not playing might've impacted it a bit. Because who's going to defend him in the All-Star game? There's really no defense, but there'd especially be no defense in the paint until the fourth quarter. But yeah, LeBron's team yeah, was great. He, Go on. He could have gone like 18 for 18 if Joel Embiid played. So yeah, this, <laughs> like that, that, that would have been fun to see him dunking all over the place too. So uh, glad they had those protocols and uh, they were able to switch them out less, you know, get people out. Conley, and, uh, Conley got the spot, and you know why I'm not a big fan of that? If Conley didn't get the spot, he would always be remembered as the guy that never made the All-Star team. Now he's going to get forgotten in NBA history. That, yeah, that... even though he's he's a great player, yeah, because everyone remembers that one guy who was like, what, he didn't get an MVP or he didn't make an All-Star or an All-NBA team, or like first-team All-NBA, but Conley. now he's just going to be he's just gonna be like semi-forgotten, except for people like us who, um, or I guess someone like me who actually likes Mike Conley and likes I'll forget game. about Mike Conley. I'll be honest with you. I I remember very obscure players, so I, I'll remember Mike Conley. Will you remember Sabonis? Dematis. Yeah. Two-time uh, All-Star. Yeah, these, I, I've, I've became, I always like that team that's like a little crafty and doesn't have like a real, you know, like, uh, like a true, like best player that everyone watches in a small market. So I actually really like watching the Pacers recently. So, nerd. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Le- I LeBron, like the small market teams. Give them love. <laughs> LeBron is four and zero as a team captain in the All Star game. Add that to his yeah. legacy. Is that is that a does that matter? Dude, Adding that to his legacy. I, I think it just proves. I mean, he's going to be a great GM or coach down the line. I think he'll be a GM. That's what it's setting up. Yeah, that's it setting up. I think really. he'll be. He, he will be. Yeah, he he'll be the next great player GM. Yeah, I agree. Who, who was the great player? I think he wants to be. I think he wants to be an owner. Yeah, I mean, he will definitely probably have the capital at least be. I mean, he'll probably own part of a team, but he's not going to own someone like the Lakers. He's going to be like a Jordan and buy like some obscure team. Cavaliers, dude. If he, I mean, I mean, Dan Gilbert though, isn't he one of the richest? Well, he is like, now. Owners? He wasn't before, but he went public with his company. But I mean, 
realistically yeah, yeah lebron isn't going to buy the team straight up, but he'd be the front man of, of the buying group and he'd have a large equity in it. But I think that's what he wants to do. But I mean, with that, he can also be the GM. We've seen that happen before on teams. Yeah. Um, All-Star game was fun. I'm actually kind of upset. There's no basketball right now. I'm stuck to, I'm actually not watching any sports right now. I uh, lost a hockey parlay. I don't, I knew one player on the four teams combined. That's a Benny bet in honor of Benny missing the podcast made a Benny bet. Um, but I'm ready for basketball to be back. So Let's uh, the next couple of days, it's going to be tough, but we got it coming soon. Um, let's do something fun here because there's really nothing much else to talk about except for that DAC contract that we already touched on. Last 10 years, best offensive and defensive players drafted in the first round 2010. We're just going to jump right into it. Here's some names in 2010 on the offensive side of the ball. First round, Des yeah. Bryant, 24th pick, mm-hmm. uh, Trent Williams, fourth pick. That's good. Sam Bradford, number one overall. Not, not a good pick. <laughs> uh, those are basically, and Demarius Thomas, those are basically your 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 four to choose from here. Tim Tebow also. Uh, on the defensive side, you have Ndamukong Sue, Eric Berry, um, Earl Thomas, um, Devin McCourty. Those are your guys. So I'm going to say Trent Williams, the tackle, drafted fourth overall to Washington, still in the league today. Um, a free agent, actually, he's going to get paid still. He's 32. He played pretty well for San Fran this year and he's going to get paid. And I think he's been a, I think he's had a hall of fame level career. So that's the best offense player from this class. In my opinion, who do you got? Yeah, that's actually, I was, I was going to meme pick it and pick Tim Tebow, but I mean, if you look at just, you know, the credentials, uh, same pick as you, because he Williams has like the best, he's still playing and, and he's playing at a high level. So he's going to be a Hall of Fame tackle. So I, I'm going to stick with him. Defensively, this is a little harder. I think you have two people that are definitely cornerstone um, Hall of Fame level guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe three. I, I am biased to Devin McCourty. I think he's been one of the best safeties since he's been in the league. Uh, but realistically, it's Dedomican Sue and um, <clears throat> Earl Thomas. Now, yeah. I actually think it's sue mm-hmm. it's uh that's close I'm gonna I, go with, I i don't think there's a wrong pick here i think those three are all fine picks i'm gonna go with sue because he was the best college player i've ever seen in my life and he was such a can't miss guy that i remember i was young right we were 14 or, or mm-hmm. 13 14 15 at the time but i remember in nebraska where people were saying he should hold out the season and uh He'll be the first or second pick. And Bradford obviously was the first pick, but uh, he was so good in college. And I think he's actually lived up to, to his, to the hype. He's yeah. a five-time pro bowler, three-time first team, all pro two-time second team, all pro uh, 2010s, all decade team. Uh, he's his, and he, his got, college- he got over his bad boy image too, after the first few years of stepping on people's necks and heads and stuff. Yeah. He was a, he was a really dirty player and, and his first, at the line like five yeah. six years and he's actually now what he's done now is become a mercenary and after he signed with that dolphins team he's gone to the rams now the bucks the last two years he's a free agent he's doing one-year deals and i really like it and he's he's panning out and he was i mean obviously phenomenal in the in the super bowl in the entire playoffs with the with the bucks so i might be recency biased here but i'm going with him instead of earl thomas earl thomas though is a almost certainly a hall of famer unless his off the field stuff keeps him out because he has some problems but 
Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with him. Do you, do you agree with Thomas or, or with Sue? I mean, or are you going Thomas? Uh, I'm actually going to go Thomas. Thomas. Um, yeah. I just feel like he's had a, he's been prolific at like for such a long time that I just kind of like his play. He's part of one of the best defensive defensive teams of all time. So, and he, he was doing good before he had all those off the field issues, especially with the Ravens and stuff. So his career is probably over, but I still think he has a resume worthy of probably being a hall of famer, not like a first ballot, but I think. He'll oh, I think he's first ballot on the play. Yeah. He was, I just think they, they, the, the, they always say that the off the field stuff doesn't matter, but it does. So I think that will play a role. Oh yes. Yeah. So that's the only reason, unless a lot of those older white guys are stopped allowed to vote. So <laughs> well, <laughs> that's probably the only way that will stop. <laughs> These are we're, what we're gonna do here, though. We're gonna see a we're gonna see a trend of extremely elite players drafted. So we're gonna 2011. Here's 2011 is so much better than 2010 yeah. too. 2011, the first seven picks made the Pro Bowl at least, and almost yeah. and 13 out of the first 16. No, um, 12, 12 out of the no. first 16. Yeah, 12. Um, yeah. So here's Four of those are big here, misses. <laughs> here's who you have for offense. Yeah, between those, there's some pretty bad picks. Um, you have Cam Newton. You have AJ Green, you have Julio Jones, you have Tyron Smith, you have Mike Pouncey. Uh, obviously, he's not in actually in that in that class. So realistically, I'm going to boil it down to Julio versus Cam. Uh, Cam's mm-hmm. peak was one of the best QB seasons of all time, but I feel like his peak was kind of two three years where he was actually like an elite top five type guy, and that one year is a huge outlier. Julio, I think, is the most talented receiver since Randy Moss. Or since mm-hmm. uh since calvin johnson and then him yeah. and so i'm going julio and that's because julio's still balling out and i cannot believe mm-hmm. he's drafted 10 years ago now he's 32 yeah yeah it's it's weird that some players are drafted in the same draft class but i think they're like much younger or older in each draft class i'm like oh they got drafted in the same year as this person <laughs> like it's kind of crazy because mm-hmm. cam cam is like falling apart but julio's still like you know he, he gets injured a little bit but he still, when he plays, he puts on a goddamn show. So, yeah, honestly, it's uh, Julio's longevity. You, that's a long time because AJ Green, we see what he is now, and Julio's yeah. still a top. Everybody would have Julio as a top five receiver still. Yeah, no, yeah, there's a lot of people that still. I, I, I don't agree with it, but there's still people who argue for him to be number one. So probably not I mean, anymore. He clearly shows something. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't agree with that, but I see it on Twitter all the time. So. Yeah, uh, so but, you going, yeah, you I would agree with you too. That yeah, Julio's easy pick. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of great defensive players uh, on the other side though. So, well, uh, it's basically two uh, guys. You know, it boils down to two: mm-hmm. Juan Miller and JJ Watt. Um, yeah, well, I was gonna say Richard Sherman too. It could be one that someone could argue. Not in the first round. That's oh, not first round. We're just first round only. Yeah, yeah. First round no, only. it's only those two of them. Yeah, I. Because Robert well, Quinn is in their category. <laughs> you know, Alden Smith, if he never had off the field stuff, he was on such an insane pace. I, I remember the first, this is rookie year, 14 sacks, second year, 19 and a half. So, and I mean, actually, never mind. Sorry. He played like five more years or three more years after that. So it's not like he actually, he just, his, his pace just slowed down. I think he got injured in 2013. Um, but yeah, it is JJ Watt versus Von Miller. I'm saying Von Miller because he did it in the postseason. That's the reason. Yeah. I mean, he's one of one of the few Super Bowl MVPs. It's a defensive player. Um, yeah, one of my favorite players of all time as a Denver Broncos fan. So yeah, I was gonna pick him regardless. But no, he just he's just good. Um, hopefully the Broncos uh, 
re-sign him or, you know, extend him right now. They've been talking about it, but I still think Juan Miller's good. He's still producing. See bad he got injured. It's kind of in that position at that age. It just happens a lot. So <laughs> honestly, I feel uh, kind of disrespectful to JJ Watt. He's won defensive player of the year three times. Yeah, yeah. Good in the postseason, JJ. I thought I thought you were gonna pick JJ Watt, then I was like, oh no, he doesn't like JJ Watt. But I'm just I, yeah, didn't do anything postseason. That's that's our metric right now. Until <laughs> until someone pops up that doesn't fit that metric, that needs to fit our narrative. <laughs> oh, I will I will pivot immediately. Yeah, I'll pivot. Uh, okay. <laughs> 2012 2012 the best offensive player in this draft was russell wilson but he's third round so not 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 available here um it's pretty much i mean i'm looking at this it's kind of a slam dunk if it's andrew luck and he didn't play he didn't play enough but he is it's him or i mean Tannehill. but i would still take luck's career over Tannehill's. Mm -hmm. yeah you know i I think andrew luck if we if we went from 2000 to now and we saw every quarterback drafted first overall i Mm -hmm. think luck would probably be the the most talented and probably have the second best career after eli which is shows how uh how hard it is to hit on quarterbacks i guess rg3 is is another guy here he obviously you know one great season and then uh things fell apart (laughs) but so it's luck and I, you know, I think, I think Andrew Luck, it sucks that he retired, but I'm happy that he's, you know, hurting goats or whatever he's doing now. He is one of the most talented QBs ever. Yeah, no, I, I would fully agree with that. He's, I, I wish I could have seen him longer, but you know, sometimes people just, if, if your heart's on in it and it, with it being such a dangerous sport, it's not like it's, you're playing golf or something. Like <laughs> you're putting your body on the line for 16 weeks straight and then you have the postseason if you make it. And if he's playing with that team right now, that they would make the postseason every year. So yeah. they, they might have won a Super Bowl with the team they have right now with Andrew Luck at the helm. So I I, I think, yeah, he's he's easily the best. Uh, Defense, if, if RG3 would have even been half the quarterback he was the first season, then we'd probably say RG3, but he hasn't been. So <laughs> Defense, there's three players here. Yeah. Maybe four. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing three. No, yeah, four. I would say four. Okay. Luke Keekley is I so I'm gonna be I'm a homer because of uh Gilmore, yeah. Chandler Jones, and Hightower. So here's how I look at it. Uh Hightower has been the most important defensive player on the Patriots for the last since since uh the second iteration of their dynasty. You the play the the stop on Marshawn Lynch on the one yard line, one arm tackling him is insane. He did the strip sack against um Matt Ryan that totally changed the momentum in the 28, three Falcons game. He did the, he did, he had a monster game against the Rams. So in all three Super Bowls that they won, he was the most important defensive player uh, who made plays that go unsung, but realistically he's not better than the other guys. Chandler Jones has been quietly like one of the best pass rushers in the NFL since he's been in the league. And he just continued, he got hurt last year, but his sack numbers are, He's been double digits every year from 2015 to now. And he's been with Arizona these last few years, but 11 sacks, 17, 13, 19. He's just been phenomenal. And in 2019, he had 19 sacks and four state fumbles. That's a, uh, did he make an all pro team? Yes. Okay. He made it first team all pro. Good. I was like, I don't remember if he did, but yeah. I think it's between. They don't announce two- those things very well in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I think it's between these two guys, uh, Stefan Gilmore who is one of the only secondary mm-hmm. players to win defensive player of the year, who's been a top five corner since 
probably midway through the 2010s, probably like, I think when he was on the bills his last year, that was when he really elevated his game and Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley is the best yeah. linebacker in the last decade. So I'm going Luke Keekley. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, even though there's great players on here, I don't think there's any, any, any question who the best player here is for me. It's, it's Luke Keekley. Uh, just watching him play, just that whole Panthers team was so great. And it's, now they, so Luke Keekley at least went out on top or he was, <laughs> the team was at least in, in some form of fashion that was still good. So no, I like Luke Keekley, another player who went out probably a little too early, but you know, especially the more position he's playing where he has to literally break noses all the time. So uh, he made, one of my favorite made, players to watch too. He made an all pro team uh, every year besides his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, and he probably should have made it his rookie season actually. Like, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he was, at least he was the defensive rookie of the year and he was defensive player of the year in 2013. So yeah, he, he was amazing and it sucks that he retired, but it's actually probably good because he was getting concussed a lot. So yeah, both of the guys in this one, luck and uh, luck and Keekly gone too soon. But, yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Cause it, uh, 2011 doesn't feel like it's that long ago, but we were sophomores in high school. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> 2013 is the worst draft in modern history. Uh, it seems like it was just a reset. Like they've all, we've had the, they had two straight great drafts and now they're like, okay, let's, let's, uh, you know, tone it down for a year. Best offensive player here in the first round is DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. The other people that would be considered, other person that would be considered is Lane Johnson. That's it. This draft's, mm-hmm. uh, oof. Not a great draft, but DeAndre Hopkins is uh, is yeah. a top five receiver right now, definitely. So he's going to be yeah. the pick for that. Any disagreement? <laughs> no. When you look at it, like what? what who else am I going to pick? Tyler Eifert? No. So <laughs> there's like there's not too many more players I can pick on that on on there. And like Tyler Eifert is probably the second best receiver in the first first round. So <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's pretty bad. Uh, so yeah, Travis no, Frederick. I, I Tra- Travis Frederick. Uh, Frederick has a He's been a really good center, but yeah, yeah it's Hopkins. Okay, but yeah, it, it, I'm only going to pick a, a a lineman if if there is no offensive weapons. Yeah. yeah, if they're trans, if they're amazing, and there's not very good, you know, skilled players that are able to be picked. Tavon Austin, <laughs> uh, defensively, it's even rougher. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Eric Reed. Eric mm-hmm. Reed has been a very uh, decent safety um he's never really been that flashy as a, as a player but he he's good like you know he's it's just that that's the type of draft it is in this first round it's basically uh just good d- decent players you go into the second and third round though you have people like jamie collins uh travis kelsey the honey badger keenan yeah, allen no. so there was talent in this draft it just really got yeah, uh, zach Ertz, darius slay yeah, like some good guys. yeah those were second rounders though yeah so yeah i was i was thinking xavier rhodes but when i when i look at when i like think back on like numbers and the impact of a player eric reed has been much better than <laughs> than xavier rhodes by far so I, i'm gonna go uh not xavier rhodes so <laughs> i'm gonna, I'm gonna go eric reed as well because yeah, LSU just produced and was producing good safeties and corners that year at least though that's true um 2014, 
biggest can't miss prospect of all time, more more so than even Dominican Sue or Andrew Luck, Jadavion Clowney. First overall pick. He's not the mm-hmm. choice. The choice here is easy. Uh, it's Aaron mm-hmm. Donald. Aaron Donald is the yeah. for defense. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player I think of all time, and people at worst second to Lawrence Taylor. So yeah. no argument, right? No, yeah, it was. He was one of those players. Like it's like cool. He had that insane tackle that was against Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that insane tackle. Like that's all people played, and he had an insane combine. Even at the time, like I was like, I, I still feel like Cleo Mack's gonna be good, but I completely missed on Aaron Donald. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Clowney was the first overall recruit in high school, and he balled out a, a ton in college. So he had his his sophomore year. Um, he's getting double teamed every time in the SEC, and he had 13 sacks, which is substantial in college. I I like. Here's what I said though. I, I actually wrote this down. Is Clowney the most disappointing sure thing ever? Because he's actually had a good NFL career. Yeah, he really a, has. He's, he's a three-time Pro Bowler, I believe. Yeah, he's um, had a good NFL career. He's he's had a, a good career, but he he's not the player that people like thought he was going to be this genetic freak. I, said I feel like whenever this whenever we be... get genetic freaks like in any sport, like same thing with like Zion. It's like we get these genetic freaks, but then they're like just they're just okay. Like they're not. Oh, I wait on Zion. He's nineteen. Just give it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll say this with yeah. with Clowney. This is like if LeBron James was hyped up like he was, and he ended up becoming Demar Derozan. Really good player, just yeah. not what you expected. And when you have Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald in this draft class, basically not doing the same thing, but you know, in the in the same in the same tune, being you know down lineman, it kind of it kind of is disappointing. Yeah, when you you missed out on one of the best defensive players of all time and then missed out on another generational talent yeah, gen- Cleo yeah. Mack because Cleo Mack has been I mean he's been a little little off these last last year but he's still a great player and he's had amazing years especially at Oakland in his first year and uh first two years in at Chicago like yeah he's he's had amazing so I would I would rather have still have Cleo Mack's career so yeah, but he's still he's still not bad, but he's he's no Aaron Donald because no one is an Aaron Donald. <laughs> Just feels like he was hyped up too much. But offensively your options are Blake Bortles, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. Johnny Football. But uh, I think it's actually the receivers here. It's Mike Evans or Odell. I do think the mm-hmm. linemen here are pretty good. Jake Matthews has been good. Uh, Taylor Luan has been Luan, good. And then uh, Zach Martin, who's been the probably the best guard in football, if not not the best, but the second best. Uh, I think it's you you pick your poison, Mike Evans or Odell. I think Odell's more talented, but Mike Evans has been more consistent uh especially like staying on the field so i'm gonna go mike evans i think i mean look at mike evans's numbers he's the only receiver ever to have start his career with a thousand yards each season uh Mm -hmm. through seven years i think it's he's very consistent and he doesn't miss games he's missed a total of if i added this up one two three four seven games in seven years so, yeah, which is insane. Best abilities availability, Steve. Learned that a yep. long time ago. <laughs> we talk about that every podcast. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that too. Because I, I, I'd rather have a player who's constantly good than who's had one great year. Odell had an amazing first two years, but like, I mean, what did he do last year? What did he, what did he do the year before? You know, too many like, injuries and too much, too much uh, off the field stuff for Odell, and not it's not his fault. It's like the media, like, you yeah. know. He's playing in New York, (laughs) New York media. 
2015. Uh, what busts at the top? Winston and Mariota and Fowler. First three picks. Yikes. Uh, Kevin White might be the worst draft pick of all time. Chicago picked him seventh. Does he have numbers? I don't even know if he has, like, I don't even know if he's played. Like, I don't read, I do not remember Kevin White once. He's yeah, had, you no, know, he has 25 catches in his career. So, yeah. Um, Honestly, when you said that name, I actually did not know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> Some other bad yeah. picks here Eric Flowers, uh, tackle from Miami to the Giants. He was so bad there. Hey, he's, he, he had an okay season last season. Yeah, he's on the Dolphins now. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, I think they so moved he's, him. He's, he's, he's been more. having like a he got like people are like oh you trade for him but he, he, at least he's been good this year so at least Miami they moved him to guard and that helped um that makes more sense then that maybe that's offensively, what he played in college offensively though I think it has to be either Amari Cooper or Todd Gurley I'm gonna go Gurley because yeah. Gurley had um one of the best seasons for a running back in a long time in 2017 uh, mm-hmm. Cooper's been more more uh I guess better for longer but that 2017 Todd Gurley year in 2018 he followed that up with the same year those two years he was uh the best running back in the league quite quite mm-hmm. easily so I'm gonna go with him close yeah up. I'm at, I'm gonna go with Mari Cooper uh just because he's he's been playing a bit longer in terms of like had having a better career over a longer span of time and I think he's getting better with Dak back he'll probably put up insane numbers again next year because he's putting up insane stuff the first year he went to dallas so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with mari cooper i like i like how he plays and todd Gurley just had those two good years and now he is plays like an old man in atlanta cooper also is very reliable and doesn't get hurt um best defensive player here this is a uh, this is a pretty tough draft for for defensive players in the first round i'm gonna say it's byron jones Mm mm-hmm I don't have much else. I mean, it's him or Leonard Williams probably, or Marcus Peters. And I, I just think Byron Jones is an elite, an elite athlete who has had, who has cut off a pretty good career for himself so far, signed up, got a big payday with the Dolphins and he's been good. He had a good season last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's <laughs> I don't know why I watch so many Dolphins games. <laughs> Third highest paid corner in the NFL. Yeah, no, he's good. I, I that's, that's who I was going to pick. Um, this draft was kind of, kind of stinky. Yeah, it At was. For, it's like it, they do, picks. they do, they do a few resets every so often, right? Yeah, I feel like it's. I mean, I feel like it's always two good years, and then and then a bad year, and then two good years, and then bad year. Not so like the with extremely season, good talent, but that's like every ten years. <laughs> yeah, the next season, two thousand sixteen, you have seven, the first seven picks on making Pro Bowls. Uh, yeah. Now, best offensive player, you know. If you would have asked two years ago, people would have said Carson Wentz or Zeke. Yeah. Um, obviously now they haven't been that great, but that's pretty much what you have to pick from in the first round. Um, I guess you can. Yeah. No, honestly, you know, I'm going to say it's Ronnie Staley, Stanley, Ronnie Stanley. He's been. Yeah. Um, he's been an elite level tackle since he came in the league. He made it first team all pro last year. He got hurt this year. Um, He's been phenomenal, so it's him. But the, the thing is, Zeke, I think Zeke's actually washed up, sadly. You have new starts for Wentz and Goff, who probably need a change of scenery, and we'll see how they do. But as of right now, I have it being Ronnie Stanley. 
Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, I would pick Jared Goff because even though he's had, you know, he has his Part good game. The Super he has, he's, he's got his bad game. Yeah, he got him to a Super Bowl. Uh, that that offense that year was insane, insanely fun to watch. And he's at least he's been like consistently average as a quarterback. Yeah, he's so, never actually been as bad as we'd like to make fun of him, but he has yeah. been pretty decent. He's been pretty decent, and at a quarterback position. If I mean a team still wants you, like I'm pretty sure there was more than just the Lions that wanted uh that wanted him. him. So yeah, that would take him on. So I, I like I like golf as my pick for the best. Um at the end of the career, we'll have to see. But right now, I think golf will will kill it still. Every defense, other game. Defense, you have two people to pick from. It's mm-hmm. Joey Bosa and Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> uh the argument for both or well, they're they're both elite. I have it being Ramsey because I think Ramsey is in the last 10 years, the second best corner after uh, or third best, probably because you have Sherman in there, Sherman and Gilmore, but I like how Ramsey mans up and uh, he, you know, the Seahawks traded all that for Jamal Adams, the two picks. They should have done it for Jalen Ramsey the year before (laughs) they should have done it then because that's going to turn out to be a steal because of how good he is. He's still 26. He was playing, his best football, I think, of his career last season. Mm-hmm. And um, he's playing lights out last season. <laughs> it was like, yeah, he basically couldn't be thrown at. And so he has some amazing, he has like amazing stats, uh, throw, throw against stats like the advanced analytics. You don't see them in the box score, but he, uh, he's phenomenal. So I'm going Jalen Ramsey, but Joey Bose is great too. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was thinking you were going to pick Bosa, but um, yeah, no, I, I, I think Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I just like, corners a lot and he's one of my favorite corners and he i love a he just reminds me of a, a slightly younger sherman just in the way he plays and his, his attitude and swagger he brings on the fields i know i love it i love when corners are like that because that's how you know they're actually generally when they're good like the elite ones when they're when they're mm-hmm. talkative like that that's how you know they're good because they're getting in their fucking heads the entire time so it's great and i, I like have him a lot later picks in this draft are obviously dak prescott um that's who i would have picked michael thomas derrick henry Oh, no, I've been Derrick Henry, actually. So there's some talent, but Tyreek Hill, also fifth round. Oh. <laughs> Good talent. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay, 2017. We're getting close to close to this year. We're just going to roll through it. Uh-oh. It's not loading. You there, Steve? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, hopefully. On, uh... I don't know anybody from the 2017 draft. All right, we got... On the defensive side, we got uh, Miles Garrett, Jamal oh, Adams. Okay, here we go. No, this is this is easy. I found it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, already, I already know who I have for both of these already. The offense is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, unless you wanted to pick Christian McCaffrey, but that'd be stupid. Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, you picked Trubisky. Uh, no, that offense is a offense is a gimme. I was just giving you some defense, I guess. Yeah, Mahomes is the obvious guy. He is, you know, the little goat. Baby goat. <sighs> Um, defense though, it's between there's three guys, I guess TJ Watt, Jamal mm-hmm. Adams, Miles Garrett. You could throw in if you want Tredavious White and Marlon Humphrey. Tredavious White is, has been I feel like White's only been good like the last, you know, like year and a half though. I mean, this is this is his third year, right? Yeah, so yeah, but yeah, but maybe goes fourth year, fourth year. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I this think one's an T- easy one. I, I think, think it's TJ Watt. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's any it could be anyone else. I mean, I could see a case for Garrett maybe, but TJ Watt's been like 
if it wasn't for Aaron Donald, he, he would be defense player of the year every year. <laughs> TJ Watt is the best player on one of the best defenses in the NFL. That's how I boil yeah, it down. Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles yeah. Garrett is probably going to have the better career when it's all said and done. Cause you see shades of like, you see shades of clowny. Like this is what we want a clowny to be in him where he's like gets after the quarterback beats double teams all the time. But yeah. TJ he's a, Watt is a genetic freak who is actually good. Yeah. But TJ Watt has been the best defensive player on a top three defensive team. But look at Miles Garrett's numbers real quick. Seven sacks rookie year, 13 and a half second year, 10 last year when he got suspended after whacking Mason Rudolph with a helmet and then 12 this year. And he missed two games because of COVID. So he's going to get, I mean, in four, he's averaging uh, 10, 10 and a half sacks a year. You do that. You have a long, he's in yeah. a, he signed a new contract. What's his contract? Five year, 125. Yeah. Good. That makes sense. Yeah. He was an all pro this year too. So I, it's going to be close. It's him or Watt, but you know, TJ Watt's done it better for a little, he's been more consistent for longer. Although that's hard to say because of how, uh, how short <laughs> it has been four years. I mean, here's Watt's stats, seven sacks, 13, 14 and a half and 15. So he has more sacks. And he also yeah. can he also can drop into coverage. So yeah, it's it's TJ Watt. Yeah. Feel bad for Derek yeah. Watt. He's in I mean, the NFL, a... but he's not even close to the two brothers. Well, yeah, he's a fullback. I mean, I don't know how much <laughs> <laughs> I want greatness out of my Watts. 2018. You have a lot of quarterbacks. This is a pretty good draft. Mm-hmm. Offensively, it has to be the guy that won the MVP. Mm-hmm. So you might say Josh Allen if you want, but the truth that if we're actually being smart here, it's Quentin Nelson, actually the, the Colts guard. He's actually, that's, the guard. actually, that's actually who I was going to pick. <laughs> yeah. You can, I mean, you can pick him. That that's respectable, but I'm going to say it's uh I'm going to say it's Sony Michelle. <laughs> it's Lamar Jackson who, uh, who won an MVP and actually looking at his numbers, he's been, you know, pr- He's a lot better than what people think when you compare his stats to like Mahomes' stats. Uh, like you look at his NFL numbers since he's been the starter, they're up there with any quarterback in the NFL. His touchdown to interception ratio, his yeah. rushing numbers. So, and he doesn't even have a quarter of the weapons that the Chiefs have. <laughs> yeah, he has terrible weapons. So, I mean, Lamar for all the for all of the blame he gets. He's still phenomenal, and I cannot believe that there's people out there that said he should abandon playing quarterback. Those people never deserve to speak yeah. about uh, scouting ever again. Even Bill Polian, who's one of the best executives of all time, for some people say. I disagree because yeah, he literally said Lamar should give up playing quarterback. So I got Lamar. You're going with uh, – No, I'm going actually with, going – I'm going with Lamar. He's okay. – he's, 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 he, No, no, I just – I was joking. But he, he is one of the most – athletic people i've ever seen in like any sport like he is insane he is so fast he can do everything i i i really wish he had like at least two more weapons on his team and he would be amazing at least he has a good he he has a tight end he's got the tight end box checked now he just needs a a true number one uh receiver he needs a hollywood la not a hollywood florida on his team saquon barkley is also in this draft and yeah, we kind of just passed him over because he got hurt all last year. But he, I still think, is the most talented running back of all time. Uh, defensively, I think it's, um, I'm looking here, it's I probably it's, between three people. 
Um, you got Bradley think, Chubb. Yeah. I you think got Bradley Minka Chubb, Minka, and Lane Vanderus. No, I have Jared Alexander. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to guess it to me. Second team all pro last year. I think it's Bradley Chubb. Yeah. I think he's been really good. He only made he made his first Pro Bowl team this year. Um, but he's definitely lived up to the hype coming into the I, he was hurt a lot, he was hurt last year. So in his two healthy seasons, he's averaging 10 sacks a year. So give me Chubb. Yeah, I know it's crazy that like we almost, you know, drafted another Von Miller right off the rip. But in a, Bradley Chubb's gonna be my pick too. Great player, and I think he's gonna have an amazing, amazing career. Especially if we get Von Miller back or get someone new to help him uh, with all the rushing. So I think Bradley Chubb's been really good. Uh, Minka's like really, really, really close though, like very close for me. Yeah, 2019. Because he's been he's been playing like lights out. So yep, yeah, 2019. 2019. This is actually very easy for offense. It's mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah, no, and I, I mean, yeah, I could see, see Josh Allen, but no, it's Kyler Murray. That's a different Josh Allen. <laughs> I know, I was joking. Was oh, okay, I was like, I was like hey, you know, that's a different Josh Allen. I actually looked at it, I was like, yeah, is that Josh Allen? He was drafted. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was last year, <laughs> the it, year before. Are you sure it's on Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. Uh, um, um, defense? Yeah. Oh, what were you saying? Yeah, no, if, 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 if it was strip clubs, then yeah, he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> defense? Um, I'm not going to go Nick Bosa. He was hurt this whole last year. His rookie year, he wasn't great. He was phenomenal. Or sorry. His rookie year was last year. (laughs) His rookie year, he was great. Sorry. Last year, he didn't play. So I'm going with Devin White. Devin White was the best player on the Super Bowl winning team. Best defensive player on the Super Bowl winning team. His numbers last year as a linebacker were better than uh, Nick Bosa's numbers as a rookie. And you yeah. look at what he did in the playoffs. He f- recovered two huge fumbles that changed the momentum, that continued momentum against the Packers and changed the momentum against the Saints. And he had a, he sealed the game with an interception against Mahomes. And he played phenomenal in the playoffs. Yeah. Give me Devin White. I think Devin White is um I think Devin White is the next best linebacker in football. Oh Stop yeah. Taking him. No, I agree. Yep, I'm I'm taking him too cuz I mean <laughs> if you can uh, perform at the biggest stage that's 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 all I care about. So Yes, 2020. So this is last year, way too early to call. If you would have asked me 25 weeks ago or whatever, after week six, I would have said Joe Burrow. It's clearly Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. After Justin Herbert, I actually think it is Tristan Wirfs or Justin Jefferson. Both of them are. Out yeah, of I'd probably play Justin Jefferson two and then Wirfs three. So Wirfs has been so good. Um, defense, Chase Young. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's, this one is the easiest one in the world. It might change as things go on, but in the first year, Chase yeah, Young was... there's there, there's a couple of people from like 2013 and uh, 2012 were like, if, if you would ask us two years or one year after they started, it would have been completely different. Chase Young just looks different. He's just uh, he's just a monster. So he uh, 
he's gonna have a great season and I, I think that he is or a great career and I think that he has the moxie to continue his greatness. 2021. Moxie. 2021. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence offense. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say I don't know any defense. Uh my, Micah Parsons. How about that? Defense. The guy I've been talking about constantly that I Penn want State. to talk as a draft. <laughs> That's how I'm going with. Uh, uh yeah, no, I, I would actually I would actually agree with that. How about that? We don't actually agree with that because I'm hoping the Broncos draft him. If the Broncos don't draft him, then I take that back. <laughs> well, we have finished mm-hmm. another podcast. Okay. Uh Benny will be back next week. Probably not, hopefully. And we will talk about, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We'll have to figure it out. It's been fun. I hate offs. I want football (laughs) back. So, okay, Steve, see you, man.